600ESPNElPaso.com. As we continue with more of the uh, Don Haskins Show, live here from Fuddruckers West, we've got Greg Foster here right now with us, former minor, 13-year uh, NBA vet. And uh, Greg, uh, once again, as we talk more and get to your phone calls, folks, at 880-5763-880-KROD, you were part of a very successful era of minor basketball. Yeah. An era when UTEP was used to going to the NCAA tournament, had a chance to win games in the tournament, and was considered, you know, a uh, perennial uh, top 25 power year in, year out. And you, you kind of caught the tail end of that 1980s period and uh, had a chance to really flourish uh, with uh, quite a few uh, mainstays on that UTEP team. Absolutely. We had some great, great teams and had some great guys on the team. Uh, I think one of the missing components, and I've talked to Coach to us, you know, about this um, in the past is Jerry Johnson. I think we were missing a swing man or a three guy, but the guy just couldn't keep his head on straight, literally. He almost lost his head in a car accident. Wow. But uh, he was a heck of a player. We missed Jerry, but I tell you what, Marlon Maxey, Antonio Davis, Mark McCall out of El Paso High, Tim Hardaway, Prince Stewart. Uh, we had some pretty good teams. And then we had a young David Van Dyke who really turned himself into a good player, blocked, blocked shots all day long, and uh, it was some real good times. I mean, the following we got, when we went to the tournament in Tucson, you know, everybody would caravan out there, have a blast. And uh, we were expected to win, and we expected to win. And winning is an attitude, and I think we had that winning attitude. Coach, would you echo those sentiments from Greg? Oh, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, Greg, uh, all the time I was at UTEP for 38 years, I don't recall a player with more talent than Jerry Johnson. I would that's agree un, with that. That's un, unbelievable. And uh, he got caught. Uh, got uh, caught up in a lot of different things. Yeah, and he got caught up in a lot of different things. And uh, uh, we were over at Wyoming, and uh, I told him to go home, go to Omaha. I didn't want him around uh, a, a group of guys I'd been told, and we were going to give a uh, we we're going to give a drug test. I think took everybody up in the dressing room. He was acting crazy. And, yeah. And I said, uh, we're going to have a test when we get home. And Jerry stayed and said, maybe I better quit. And I said, I think it's a good idea. How and that's strict, too bad. How strict were things uh, during that time, Greg, especially? Not just with Jerry, but in general. Did, did Coach run a pretty tight ship? You, well, you were expected to conduct yourself as men, you know. We were young men, but, I mean, there were certain rules, you knew, mm -hmm. just as being an athlete or a, uh, an individual in society that you didn't cross. And we understood that. And if you don't take care of your body, you know, you're not going to be able to perform at its, at its highest level. So were the rules, I mean, to the point where you couldn't follow them? No, it wasn't that tough. You know, you're expected to come. You put a, a, put a, a tough day's work in at practice for for two hours and, and, and go on home and take care of business and with your books and your schooling. So uh, things weren't that difficult for us as players. We just had to make sure that you know, we followed the fuel rules that we had. And we had a blast. I mean, the city gave us everything we needed. Anywhere we went, uh, the doors were wide open to us uh, at that time. And I don't think uh, that tradition has changed much. 
Now you look at Conference USA, and uh, you know I'll save the rivalry question in a moment because I was going to ask you about the WAC and about some of those great rivalries. But let me take a phone call for you guys right now, and that would be uh, Ruben from the east side of town. Ruben, welcome to the Don Haskins Show. You're on with the coach and Greg Foster. Hello, guys. How's it going? How's, How's it doing? going? Good. I have a two-part question for the coach here. First of all, uh, in the movie, uh, great movie, by the way, uh, it, it, the movie portrays how the uh, most of the uh, black coaches were recruited. However, uh, it doesn't show how Big David Latin, Latin was uh, recruited. I'd like to know how you were able to get him in, uh, into the team. Also, what what do you what do you think about? Uh, uh, Coach uh, Sadler's recruiting class, and I'll hang up and listen. All right, Ruben, thanks for the phone call. Um, let's start first before uh, Coach Sadler's class. Coach, um, wanting to know how you brought David Latin to El Paso. I, uh, I had a lot of talks. Of David Latin's phone number was 747-1247. I still remember that call so much. <laughs> and uh, uh, David, I remember the... You know, he trans. Now he went to Tennessee at A and I first, mm -hmm. and he took four players with him. Mm -hmm. And I told him at the airport, I didn't have enough room for four more. And they were football players, you know. But they were all his buddies, and he wanted to take them all with him. And uh, finally, after about a semester, I got a call in the middle of the night, and. Uh, he said, uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, when he's going to bed probably, he said, Coach, uh, I'm transferring. He didn't ask. He said, I'm transferring to Texas Western. Send me a plane ticket. And I said, David, I can't do that. And, you know, the next day, I always felt like I run a straight ship. But it did cross my mind, and, and I thought the hell with it. So anyway, the next night, about 6 o'clock, now it was the next morning, about 6 o'clock, Coach, it's Dave, woke me up again. I said, David, I cannot send you a plane ticket. He said, I'm at the Greyhound bus stop. So he came in the bus and uh, uh, got him started with... Uh, with a speech class, because you know how uh, how David can talk now? Yeah. Well, it wasn't that good when he first started. <laughs> but this lady, I wasn't even sure he could pass. But uh, uh, she told me a couple weeks later that he had a great mind, and uh, uh, he'd made a B in speech and was getting better and better. And before I knew it, uh, I'm listening uh, to KTEP radio. I think it's KTEP, isn't yeah. it? And I'd heard, you know, and about the time I turned it on, it said, uh, this is your big daddy. And he had a radio show. Mm -hmm. And it was jazz and what have wow. you. And so I listened to him. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he's the same guy that uh, two or three months before had uh, entered school. It's a great story. Absolutely. The uh, second part of, uh, of Ruben's phone call uh, at 880-5763 was uh, your thoughts on Doc Sadler's uh, recruiting class. Um, you know, nobody knows that. Doc don't know it. I don't know it. Nobody knows. You know, you, you get guys, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, watching them and uh, um, they think they got a bunch of good players. But... You know, let's let's wait. Let's give these guys a chance. Let's don't judge them. 
you know, that we got some freshmen coming in, and Greg will tell you how difficult it was for JC guys coming in, because I always felt like to get a good year, um, we, we got a year of nothing. And uh, uh, I don't know how many JCs he's got. He's got some freshmen, mm -hmm. and uh, you think I wouldn't like to have this guy when he's a freshman? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but it uh, didn't work out that way. But Greg, I think you go along with me. There's no way that anyone will know until we they practice three or four. We might not know then. We Absolutely. won't know. I had a. I remember having a guy or two. They were great players in practice, but didn't play well in games. And uh, I know lots of those guys. Oh, do you? Oh, lots of them. Well, <laughs> and they get paid six, seven million dollars <laughs> to be a heck of a practice player. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I tell you, uh, it's an interesting question and a good question, and I wish I could answer it. And if you ask Doc, and he said he couldn't, there's no way he can. We'll have to wait. We'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully. Uh, they'll be great players. I know one thing, he's recruited guys that I really like. Uh, uh, their work ethic is unbelievable. Uh, Greg, you've been for practice. I wouldn't no. play for the guy. He's too hard. <laughs> he's Heck, pretty I'd tough. Rather, I'd have rather played for Coach Ivan. Uh, uh, well, Doc does let him have water. He's you know, pretty but, tough. Uh, he's tough and he's fair. I think he gives everybody a fair chance. And... Uh, I cannot believe the defense we play. I cannot believe how well we get back on defense. To play defense, you got to get back first. Greg, you came on about 10 years after the water breaks started at UTEP. For the first 17 years that this man coached, no water breaks. That was unheard of. Yeah, well, thank God it Did didn't happen when water? I was there because I went to the water cooler quite a bit. He would jump my behind about going to the water cooler too much, but... Uh, you know, after running a few 17s in a row, you want some water, you know, and you need water. And you can't tell me that you you, you can't have it because it's tough. But I tell you, uh, I'm glad I missed those times. I'm sure. I had four years of quitting every day, you know, no water, cotton mouth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we moved over to new building, Tim told me, you know, he's arguing with me about the water. Uh -huh. He said, Coach, I can't recruit out there. Everybody's telling all these players they won't get him water, you know, for four years. So we finally came around. I'll never forget Bobby Joe Hill walking in. He'd heard about no water. So he had that little cap on. And he came down the hall, and I was standing down at the other end, and he punched a water fountain. Then he went over and punched the Gatorade on the floor. He just started shaking his head, and he came down and told me how soft I was getting. <laughs> NBA Finals continue tonight, Game yeah. 3, Miami and Dallas. Uh, are you a little surprised that the Heat have had such a tough time, and you played with and against Shaq, that uh, you know Dallas and Avery Johnson, great strategy, doubling Shaq, and it's really frustrated him so well, far. Well, I'm, I'm really surprised because, I mean, guys like Ant, uh, Antoine Walker and Gary Payton and, and Jason Williams, guys who, who have historically been able to knock down the open jumper just aren't doing it. It's a real simple game. If you got a big guy who's getting double teamed, heck, I made my living on Carl Malone. They double teed him, they kicked it out, I knocked down a 15, 17 footer, and it was the easiest uh, four years of my life. These guys simply aren't knocking down uh, open jump shots, and you know, if they're going to allow you know, the double and triple team Shaq and he can't make a free throw, Miami's going to have some problems. Greg, uh, I read in the paper a couple of days ago that uh, Pat Riley got out coached. 
Well, I mean, I think he did too. But I don't. I, th- I thought you just answered. The yeah, question. I mean, if guys aren't you know, knocking if, down if they, open if shots, they make, just if they make the, make the shots, right? Uh, they can't double and triple team. And, you know, they come from the offside where he couldn't dribble it. Right. Dribble toward the middle. Right. And they took him out of the game. But in about the fourth quarter, they made, uh, you know, they're ahead 25, and then all of a sudden they start making shots. I'm, uh, I couldn't go along with the article I read about uh, Avery Johnson, mm-hmm. out, you know, out coaching. Um, there's only 24 seconds. And uh, so many of the NBA teams play alike. And I'll have to admit, I don't like to watch them until the playoffs. Right. That's when everybody's running, right. trying to get back, right. trying to guard somebody, because they don't do that. Right. They can't do it for 85 games. It's impossible. Well, but, i got to tell you that. I think, uh, you know, in, to, in, in Pat Riley's defense, I think he's done a, a lot better job this year than I ever thought he would. When he assembled that team, and Antoine Walker, a Gary Payton, guys who have always had the ball, been able to shoot the ball 20-plus times a game. Uh, I thought, you know, personally, and Gary is a friend of mine, that he was going to be a cancer for that team. You know, everywhere he's been, it just hasn't worked out other than Seattle, and he blew that. So I I just thought there was going to be no way Miami would go as far as they did, even with the big fella and Dwayne Wade. But uh, they've they've shocked me. Can they win it all? I don't know. I bet you they're going to win two out of the next three. Okay, so there you go. Two out of three, which would take it back to Dallas for a game six. I kind of think the same thing. uh, um, They've got to make some shots, though. Like tonight, here pretty soon. Uh, They're going to do the same thing to him. Um, They're going to do exactly the same thing. And uh, um, Miami's got to make some shots. He's going to see three people in his sleep if uh, they don't make some shots. 880-5763. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up the hour with Greg Foster and continue with more live from Fuddruckers West as the Don Haskins Show rolls along right here on News Radio KROD. News Radio KROD. everybody as uh, we and continue I, I clap here on the uh, Don Haskins show and uh, we're back it's all right coach you can keep uh, we've got people coming in all over the place right now and uh, uh, we were just talking during the commercial about uh, an interview with Jerry Bruckheimer that's uh, actually in uh, the latest uh, Playboy magazine wow you've really made the big time if you're in Playboy magazine I guess so I didn't people. Say, I'm glad my picture wasn't in it well, he's talking about some things and, and actually is, is brought up with Glory Road, which, by the way, came out on uh, on DVD for the first time uh, on uh, 
Tuesday of last week. Greg, uh, you've had an opportunity, I'm sure, to, to see this movie. Have, have you had a chance to check out the DVD yet? I haven't checked out the DVD, but I tell you what, I took myself and my whole family to see the movie, and nice. it was awesome. You know, I mean, if you if you don't get a lump in your throat from watching that, then you're just not human. I mean, you, we all knew the outcome of the game, but we we're all sitting on the edge of our seat thinking, we might lose. So, I mean, it's a great movie. If it can captivate somebody who's lived in El Paso for the last 20 years, uh, it can captivate anybody. Was Josh Lucas mean enough uh, in his portrayal as Don Haskins? I think he was a little soft myself. Yeah, that's what I've heard from people. But uh, it's okay. I think he did an excellent job, a great story. And, you know, you're just not human if you don't enjoy that story. You know, it changed the face of sports in general, not just basketball. Uh, and I think... I think at the time, Coach probably didn't even know what the heck he did. But I tell you what, it's an awesome, awesome thing and something he should be proud of. And everybody who's involved uh, in that story should. I, I know I'm proud, and I came along 30 years later. You know, uh, uh, Greg, I've wondered. I know that when we were recruiting you, uh, did Tim use that to recruit no, he never used it, Coach. Never used well, that never, one I never, time. I never did either. Um, it was something that happened. And, uh, I know they do that here now. Yeah, they I really play it up. But I never. I guess it's something we probably should have. But uh, you know, uh, a lot of the movies, right? Uh, we know that uh, for sure that I didn't come after coaching one year of girls basketball to Texas Western. I coached five years of girls basketball. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I, I was at this little town of Benjamin, we moved to Headley, and I was there four years, and then Dumas, yeah. Texas. Well, some old friends in Headley, see, they're never mentioned. And it's almost like I made the script. Mm -hmm. you know, why aren't we mentioned? Well, you'd have to go talk to uh, the people uh, running the movie. But, you know, there's a few things. Um, East Texas State, we never played there that year. I don't know why they have to do things like that. Yeah. Now, we had a heck of a problem the next year. And, you know, the next year we were in Dallas and we had, we had a big problem. I was getting phone calls about uh, going to kill me if I put, uh, they wouldn't call them blacks on the phone, all the players. We're scared. The FBI was there. The police, and I never reported to the player to the press because I thought if I did, it'd just be worse somewhere else. I agree. And uh, kind of like cancer, somebody else is going to do that. But uh, uh, it was, um, you know, one of the things that they didn't. If there was anything bad that year, was you know I was a young guy, 35. When I got, uh, well, I seem young now, but when we got home and within two weeks I was getting, you know, they're getting our mails in trash cans, they all started with the same thing, with a small end. And uh, um, it really bothered me. I thought um, it was thousands and thousands of hate letters. And, you know, that would never happen if we lost. And I made the statement one time. I wish I'd, uh, I wish I'd started the white guy. Of course, I was, I was just kidding. And the part in the movie about me gathering the seven players, mm -hmm. that didn't happen. What actually happened was uh, the afternoon. 
you'd be a little excited if you're playing the national finals. Absolutely. We're going to, you know, I'm doing a, having a, going over the Kentucky uh, garden around and talking about getting three guys back on defense because they really could run. And I turn around and I got two players asleep, Bobby Joe and Cajun. <laughs> so I threw an eraser against the wall and raced out, hollering at him with Mo Iba, went and got a cup of coffee. And my last words that day was, I hope you get your you-know-what kit, because I was sick of it. I asked Bobby Joe years later, I said, how could you go to sleep? He said, Coach, I was just cooling it. <laughs> there wasn't much move, Bobby Joe Hill, I'll tell you. Oh. Did you ever, you ever fall asleep during a uh, Don Haskins uh, scouting report or a No, a, never, a, a never. I don't think I've ever fell asleep uh, unless I was in a film session where I wasn't anywhere in near being in the game, didn't play the second. And that was tough, having to watch film if I wasn't playing. But I never fell asleep. Never fell asleep before the game, halftime or after the game. I don't, I don't remember you not playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the rivalries with the WAC? Is that something you'll always look what, back? What rivalries? There are none. I mean, it's going to take years before those things are developed. You know, yeah. that was the great thing about when we played. I mean, every game was a rivalry. If yeah. you went to Wyoming, it was a rivalry. If you went to BYU, that was a heck of a rivalry, especially here in town. I mean, you had New Mexico. We had Luke Longley back then, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Thomas and Rob Robbins and those guys to play against. That's right. Every game we played was a rivalry. You go to Hawaii, that was no cakewalk. Um, Utah. Colorado State, yeah. Pat Durham, Mike Smith and those guys. It's just, you know, every game was a game. The league was so much better than uh, was given credit for. Uh, I, I think every year there should have been three or four teams at least go to the NCAA tournament. Now, I, I used to not worry about seating, but I was just glad that we'd get in. Yeah. Uh, Greg uh, was player of the year his last year. Whacked when in the whack and the whack. MVP, yeah. He was MVP of... Uh, the tournament, I guess, we, yeah. did we win? Right. We won that I don't remember. against Hawaii, and we needed to win it. Yeah. Coach was sick part of that season, and Coach Ellenberger took over. And mm -hmm. just like Coach said, all the teams were good. Yeah. So you might win one, lose one. So there was no – I mean, we were on the on the bubble, so to speak. We had to win that tournament. I'll be damned if we didn't come out and win it and in spectacular fashion and in front of our home fans. So that was a real special time. And – uh, but every game was a great game. I mean, and you were in jeopardy if you didn't come to play that night. You can lose. Easy. Uh, Greg, I'll never forget uh, people in town don't know what it's like to make. Now, the players love the sand when you go to Hawaii. Right. And uh, I finally got the place where I'd hide the sand from them. And the first <laughs> so I finally got smart. And we got off the plane. I said, oh, you guys got to go. You got to go to the beach before we practice. They get it out of their head. That's good. But, uh, you know, I remember a couple, three times that we would um, um, beat both Hawaii and San Diego State and come home and lose. Amazing. Remember that. Absolutely. Those were tough games. Greg, can't tell you how much we appreciate you sticking around and joining us here in our first hour of the show. It's, Not a it's problem. great to have you here and uh, definitely look forward to uh, visiting with you again in the future as we get you back here at Fuddruckers. Thank you so much, guys. Anytime. Thanks, hey, Coach. Greg, you got to go help a couple of my grandsons. 
teaching the George Mike and Drill. Anytime, Coach. <laughs> Thank Anytime. you a million. Okay. Thank you a million. Thank you. That's okay. Greg Foster, Coach, coming back right after the news. Right here, only on News Radio. It's KROD. If you want to duck a call in before we wrap things up, 880-5763-880-KROD. want to thank all the sponsors that have uh, made the return of the Don Haskins Show possible for us tonight. And, of course, right here at Fuddruckers West, our home coach. Uh, It's great to have have you back, and it's great to have so many great uh, businesses and companies in El Paso supporting this as well. I want to thank all these companies for sponsoring us, Steve. you know, a heck of a sports town. Um, you know, we we're going to talk a little about the uh, signing out at uh, on Saturday. Yes. I owe eight hundred right now from I know. last week. Have you been icing your uh, your hand and your I wrist? I feel like I've pitched doubleheader. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till next Saturday. You're going to feel like you're in a tripleheader. I'll tell you what. Uh, it was hard, but it was fun. That's great. It was fun. The people were so gracious and coming by. Uh, both young and old. We had uh, people, in, a couple of people in wheelchairs, a couple of ladies on canes, but all of them come through, and I tried my best to accommodate them. Uh, you know, you can only sign so many autographs, but this is a great town. I didn't expect it. You know, we've had two or three book signing, and uh, like I said, I told uh, Dusty Henson uh, that. Uh, there would not be that many people. And he said, oh, boy, he's an optimist, and I'm a pessimist. He said, oh, we'll have... And uh, It was amazing. Was that, well, one time he says 12, 1,300 people. But he had the room. He had water out for the That's people. Great. He had chairs. And it wasn't like they're just standing all the time. But uh, folks, you that were, if you're coming back, I'll do my best to, to get all those things taken care of. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it's all about, folks, uh, on Saturday. Let's go back to the phones. One last caller. Q, who do we have? (laughs) 880-5763 is our telephone number. 880-KROD. And uh, while Q gets to that uh, last caller, let's go to Mike. How you doing, Mike? You're on with the coach. I'm doing good. Coach Haskins. Uh, How you doing, Mike? I, I'm doing fine, thank you. And you're talking about autographs, and, and I want to thank you. The other day, um, my brother in Colorado Springs was able to contact your wife and ask her to sign a basketball that had all the signatures from the players back in, in championship year. And you were kind enough to receive it and sign it. I think you remember that about two weeks ago? I certainly do. And... and uh, I was. It was my privilege to sign it. I think everybody had your name on that ball, but me. And, and I, uh, I think Coach Iba is the only one that's not on there yet. He's trying to. Well, if if they could get it to him, he'll sign it in a second. Well, do you know where he's at, or uh, is there any way we can contact you off the air? To... He's he's in Fort Worth. I can't uh-huh. recall his number. Um, it's under. I would go online. I think Mike. it's Henry. Henry I would just, Iba. I would just do uh, a white. Yeah. I would do a white pages search online and see if you can find well, it that uh, way. Uh, in the they can, area. they can. You can get to f- call Henry W. I think it's Henry W. Iba. Okay. I B A. Okay. In, in Fort Worth, and uh, Mo. I'm sure you can get it to him. There's no question in my mind that he won't do that. 
Well, you know, again, I can, I can speak for my brother, and that's, uh, that's just a piece of history that he's had for 40 years there. It's at the house, and it's right there in the trophy case. And, and uh, again, thank you very much for, for doing that and in all your busy schedule that you've been through. I, I, the last remember, I remember it very well, and I was honored to sign it. There you go. Mike, well, thanks th for the call. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you getting in. All right, when we do this again in two weeks, the NBA Finals will, will be over and done. So I said Dallas in six. Right now, Miami's got a nice, comfortable lead here in game three. How many games do you see this thing going? Oh, I don't know, Steve. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Heat didn't get this far because they couldn't play. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got a great coach. Uh, he still can't shoot the ball for them. They got to make some shots. But if they win this game, you know, the Heat this year, uh, they didn't get beat much at home. You know that. I do know and that. And they were a great road team. And uh, uh, we'll just have to see. But, uh, you know, traditionally the team, somebody's up 2-0. Uh, I don't know why they don't play as hard as they did getting up 2-0. So um, um, I don't know. It'll go six. But I don't I, – I, I just – I wish I knew. All right. So you say it'll go six, but uh, you're not going to. Uh, you you want to say uh, you want to say Dallas? They've got a two games lead. That's a pretty comfortable. Oh, uh, pick. I think, uh, and I've you know I like Pat Riley and and I, I like the Heat, but I still live in Texas, so That's I right. got to pull. I got to pull for the Mavs. I I got to talk a little baseball with you before we wrap things up because you're a huge baseball fan. How surprised are you that right now the best record in Major League Baseball belongs to the Detroit Tigers? Nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> you know, they they trade so much yeah. that I can't tell who's on whose team, and I don't watch them really in, intensely until the playoffs. But uh, I remember a couple, three years ago, they had a, a losing streak that was never heard of. So obviously they fill the gaps. I don't know who's on that team. I really don't. Most people don't know who's on Detroit's team. They're managed, however, by Jim Leland, the former Pirates manager who had Barry Bonds and uh, some of those greats back in the uh, 1980s and early 1990s. I didn't know he was a manager. Came back this and, year. Uh, the other team you mentioned? Uh, the, besides the Detroit Tigers, the only other team with the, with the uh, second best record in baseball, the New York Mets. Well, uh, what's the picture from uh, Boston that they... Pedro Martinez. Oh, yeah, that makes a little difference right there. I don't know what his record is, but... He's 6-2. and two. He's 6-2. and two. If there's anybody, I'd hate to bat again. You know, I don't think that guy can throw a straight ball. No. He throws about three quarters, and he goes... It'll, it'll come down and dip right, dip left, dip down, go up. Uh, I don't think he knows where it's going. But he is a great pitcher. People don't realize that if, if basketball wasn't it for you, it would have been baseball. You very well could have been, uh, we could have been talking to an ex-big leaguer right now, and the uh, whole course of history would have been changed. Well, uh, I hurt my arm as a freshman in college, and I went to Oklahoma A&M as much to play baseball as basketball. And uh, it was the last practice of the season. Uh, Oklahoma A&M was playing Kentucky in the finals. And uh, that had to be 49. And they were last five minutes of the practice. You know, they had a, then they had about a week in between. Yeah. And about the last five minutes. 
and I got a rebound. The guy ran underneath me, and I hurt my right arm and uh, never could throw hard again. The rest is history, and lucky for El Paso right. and, and this university that that happened. Coach, great starting it off with you. We'll do this again uh, two weeks from tonight, right back here at Fuddruckers, and uh, I can't tell you how happy I am to have this back on the air and be with you for a couple of hours every two weeks. Uh, Steve, it's been a real joy, and I'm looking forward to it in, in a couple of weeks. There you go. Thank, thanks all the people for calling in and, uh, and the sponsors again. That's right. Thank you, Greg Foster and Coach Tim Floyd. So for Don Haskins, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We'll do it again next Tuesday, actually the 23rd, right here from Fuddruckers West. 600 ESPNElPaso.com.